Hey everybody, this is Scotty from the One Jump Podcast, and put aside your gambling problems, and come to Halloween Town, because today we're going to be talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas is a stop-motion animated film, and has become a classic since its 1995 release. Also, I wanted to say real quick, excuse my voice, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sick, just nothing terrible, but stuffy nose, sore throat, so if you hear just... Blech, noises, just, just, I'm a little sick, so excuse me for now on that, I apologize, I hope to be better next week for next week's episode. Speaking of next week's episode, in every episode for this month, we will be talking about something Christmas related. Uh, it's the month of Christmas, December, and we're just going to be doing winter movies all month, every week, other than Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, I'm seeing it on the Thursday. I'll probably have an episode up for Saturday, but then there'll be other Christmas movies in the meantime. So, excuse my sickness, and just ignore my bad voice or my sniffles, just focus on the content. So, everyone, happy December. This is going live, I want to say, on December 3rd. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving who celebrate in America, and I hope you're preparing for the holiday season, because... It's currently December 2nd, so we have 23, 23 days until Christmas already, which is insane because 2019 has just flown by so fast to me, and just especially considering this is the last month of the decade. So today we're talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas as our primary, and our negative review comes from Owen Gleiberman from Entertainment Weekly, who writes... I'm not sure I've ever seen a fantasy film that's at once so visually amazing and so emotionally dead. Alright, I I definitely understand where he's coming from on this. I think the movie is tonally inconsistent. So that, maybe that's where the emotionally dead part comes from. Or just the dreary look of Halloween Town. But he calls the movie visually amazing, so don't really know. Our positive review is from Kenneth Turan from the Los Angeles Times, who writes, Part avant-garde art film, part amusing but morbid fairy tale, it is del- a delightfully ghoulish holiday musical that displays more inventiveness in 75 minutes than some studios can manage in an entire year. I completely agree with this review. It's a morbid fairy tale, which not my favorite. I like upbeat things, happy things. So it was a little morbid sometimes for me, a little down... But take those parts out. It's not a ton. And you get a really good movie. Um, And I love how inventive it is. Just like Kenneth Turan says. The movie is more inventive in the 75 minutes of its length than some studios are in one year. I think that's really great. And our critic consensus from Rotten Tomatoes reads, The Nightmare Before Christmas is a stunningly original and visually delightful work of art of stop-motion animation. The stop-motion in this movie is beautiful. I have never seen that many stop-motion animation movies before, if any, that aren't like the Christmas specials that you see on TV, but those aren't really movies. So, it was very delightful getting to watch a stop-motion film. I really enjoyed it. I would definitely consider going back and watching another one. Not sure which there are, though, that are popular. So, if you have a good stop-motion animation film to recommend to me, then please go in the comments or Hit me up on Instagram or Twitter, at OneJumpPod, and tell me, what are some good stop-motion films? Now, The Nightmare Before Christmas was a little morbid. Kenneth Turan wrote that. 
It's amusing, but I'm more a bit fairy tale. And I, I agree with this. I like fairy tale movies, obviously, because that's what lots of Disney movies are, and I love Disney. It's but this was a very depressing one. Jack Skellington is such a complex character that I don't think I've really seen one like him in a animated movie before. He becomes so obsessed with just one thing, and he will not sleep, he will not rest, until he cracks out how he can take over Christmas. And he doesn't even have any malicious intentions. He just he wants to share in the glory of Christmas. Of course, he goes to extreme lengths of doing that, but he, he just wants... A little bit of the Christmas joy, and I can't blame him. Christmas is my favorite holiday. And if I was living in a world like Halloween Town, where there was no Christmas, and I found my first exposure to it completely accidentally by just wandering through the woods, I think I would like to to bask in the Christmas joy a little as well. Halloween Town is such a depressing place, and it was just kind of sad to watch some of the things going on. Sally was a great character in this movie, and she is literally like Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster, not Frankenstein. Frankenstein is the doctor. And the person who created her, he is cr- he is actually insane. He is crazy. Just watching him throughout the movie was a little weird. And when they come to take over Christmas, Jack tasks him with making the gifts. And then when Jack goes and delivers them, they attack, they attack people. They're bad gifts. They're... They're bad gifts. They aren't what anybody wants on Christmas Day. They don't they don't want to have to call the police due to the gifts they're receiving, as is seen many times throughout the movie. There's one particular police officer who's just picking up every phone and from like everywhere around saying, Yup, attacking toys, yeah. This movie is one on its own. There's no movie out there like the Nightmare Before Christmas. Jack Skellington is the king of the skeletons, and he accidentally stumbles upon the joy of Christmas, and he wants to take over the holiday for himself, and he decides to kidnap Santa Claus in order to do that. And then Santa gets sent to this gambling-obsessed puppet, almost. Oogie Boogie, I don't know how to describe him, but if you've seen the movie, you get what I'm going for. He is kind of insane. Jack is kind of insane. And when Cannon starts shooting at him, because he's an imposter Santa, he says, they love me. Like, what? Who's going to say they love me when you're getting shot at by cannons? I, I really did like Jack's character, but he kind of confused me sometimes. And I also want to talk about how this movie has a huge following. And with that huge following, I was expecting to watch one of the greatest animated movies I'd ever watched. But I don't think that's what this movie is. I did not enjoy this movie as lo- m- lots of people do. And I thought it was a perfectly produced movie. But with the following that it has, I was kind of expecting better. I, I loved the cinematography. I loved the performances, the songs. But in my opinion, something was missing. Now, I don't know if something was missing. And it could have just been how depressing the story was. Really, that's what I think it is. I think this story is extremely depressing for an animated movie. And I just... I thought it was really good, but slightly overrated. So that's really all I'm going to touch about on that. And also, I'm going to keep this episode on the shorter end, obviously, because of my throat, and it hurts to say a lot. So this is probably my shortest episode yet, coming in about 15 minutes. 
But I, I really, really like the songs. The one where Jack calls a town meeting and is introducing everybody to the concept of Christmas, I loved that. You know, every song was great. And I actually was not expecting this to be a musical. I knew there was a few songs in it, like, and this, is my, this was my first time watching the movie. I don't know if I got that across before. This was Halloween I'd known about, but I thought that was it. I, And every time that Jack is in a shot that the moon is in as well, I... I would just be visually amazed. This movie is so beautiful looking, especially considering it came out 24 years ago and it was stop motion animated. I really like that. I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie, the, just the looks. But don't really have a ton much else to say. I, I don't really know what else to talk about. I really enjoyed it, but it's just like the critic consensus says, it is stunningly original and visually delightful. But that's all the movie is. I don't think there's a ton else to take away other than that. Now, Disney Plus is actually the reason I watched this. That's what I watched this movie on, and it's probably going to be what I'm watching most of my movies on. So, thank you, Disney Plus, for being awesome. Thank you, Disney. Disney Plus is phenomenal. But I don't know, watching on a streaming service was just cool. Because this movie was on Netflix for a long time, and I was always like, oh yeah, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that. But then they took it off. But when I realized it was taken off was around the time that I heard rumors that Disney was starting their own streaming service. So this was like years back, two or three maybe. And I was like, cool, I, I'll just wait for that, I guess. And I waited, waited patiently, and now I've watched it. I think, I don't know if I would have enjoyed this movie more or less when I was younger, and I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it more or less when I'm older. I hope this is a movie that grows with me with my age, but right now, it's a solid movie, not as great as I think lots of people have said it was. Okay, so with that, let's go put it on the big board. We have Jojo Rabbit in first place, and The Mandalorian episode 1 and 2 in second place, eh, and I think I have to put this movie at the bottom. I did not want to, and I still think it's a very good movie, but we're just going to put it at the bottom for now, and it's obviously not going to stay at the bottom, because... This list is going to go on for a long, long time, so I guarantee you this is actually going to end up towards the top, but just not yet. Currently, it's part of episode three, and it's spot number three on the list. All right, now we'll move on to our secondary, which is not a Disney film, but is probably one of my favorite movies ever, and it, it's, it just got released. I watched this movie on Friday, which was its opening weekend. It technically, it was part of the five-day weekend. And it's Knives Out. This is Ryan Johnson's new movie, who I love. I loved The Last Jedi, so I was really looking forward to this movie. And I've got to just say, it delivered on every front. I thought this was just phenomenal. Ties for Jojo Rabbit with, I think, my favorite movie of the year. It's definitely one of the two. My favorite movie, I don't see it being anything else. It's going to be Jojo Rabbit or Knives Out by the end of the year. But I still have a good 23 days, or 30 days, to decide what that's going to be. Which one's going to take the top. Now, our, we're actually going to start with the positive review this time, just because of how absurd and atrocious the negative review is. So our positive review comes from Moira McDonald of the Seattle Times, who writes, Knives Out is a kick. By the time it was finally revealed who'd done it, I just wanted to start over and play again. And I agree with this review for the most part. When I walked out of this movie, I was just like, wow, I really want to go see this again. Then the more I was thinking about it, I was like, would it be as good the second time around? I think it would, 
because you get to go put together all the pieces and you get to see other hints that maybe they don't address while they're putting it together. So I think it would be good in that regard. But at the same time, I think this is a movie that the more you watch it, the more you're going to get sick of it. Because it's a whodunit. You can only watch a whodunit a certain amount of times. Now let's talk about our negative review, which comes from Paddy Kehoe from RTE Ireland. Knives Out is a trite, pale comedy that tries to be infantile as it can be with the bounds of adult entertainment. 0.5 out of 5. Now, I don't, I don't care about her actual review. The score. You're giving this movie a 0.5 out of 5. Now, 0.5, or what's 100 divided by 5? 20? Yeah, so 0.5 times 20 is 10. She's giving this movie a 10 out of 100. I, That's so absurd to me. I just, I do not like this review. I don't think the movie is that bad, and I don't see how anyone could believe it to be that bad. I know that all film is subjective, but I genuinely believe that this movie is a masterpiece. Our critic consensus says, Knives Out sharpens old mystery murder tropes with a keenly assembled suspense outing that makes brilliant use of writer-director Ryan Johnson's stellar ensemble. This is perfect. It's a very great murder mystery. Of course, you don't see a ton of those these days, so it's awesome that we're getting one. And the cast in this movie is just amazing. I think the cast was the best part of the movie. Every cast member here is phenomenal. Some of them are less than others. And the performances are great. And you can really just tell that these people are having fun with the movie. And when you can tell that by watching the movie, you know that it was just a positive atmosphere while making it. And you're going to be in for a good time, I feel. If they're having so much fun and you can tell it through their performances, you know you're in for something good. Uh, the movie has a 97% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 93% audience rating. I would like the audience rating to be higher, but it's a very political movie. It's got political undertones. So I understand how people wouldn't like it, but I think ignore those political undertones or if they were taken out of the movie, this would have closer to a 98% or something. But again, you have you also have your Ryan Johnson haters who he ruined their childhood with The Last Jedi. Shut up. Ryan Johnson, phenomenal job directing. Cast in this movie, phenomenal. This is a whodunit, so I'm not going to talk about spoilers. Just, I guarantee you not a single person listening to this will be able to put together who did it. You might be able to take a guess, but you're not going to piece together who, the way that someone did it. So this, for our big board, our secondary, this is going at the top, 100%. One day I might even do a full episode on this movie. I just love it that much. Sometime in the future, I would love to do a full movie review for this. And Ryan Johnson recently expressed interest on making a sequel. So maybe before that comes out, I can do a full review for this. Now again, I'm sorry this episode is so short. I just don't feel the greatest right now. So thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the One Jump Podcast. I've been Scotty. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at One Jump Pod. Tell me what are your thoughts on The Nightmare Before Christmas and Knives Out. And I will see you all next week for another Christmas movie. Goodbye.